Tell me how to say ladies and gentlemen in gender neutral terms. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. Sorry. <laughs> you tell him that I'll have his money when I'm damn well ready. What is going on over there? You will deal with that Atlas harshly. Fight forever, Cardion! I think he broke it. What you made me do? And you're listening to Hell in a Cell Radio. The Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Now the time has come for all the two clothes overthrow the Dinner for three, which I don't know if it's aired yet, but it uh, involves uh, Cedric Alexander, Bobby Lashley, and Shelton Benjamin, and they're talking about the Hurt Business and how rightfully they were uh, disappointed of what a short shelf life they had, and what they what they loved about you know being in the group, um, and what Bobby pointed out that we're not. You know, we weren't radical, we weren't, we came to the ring wearing suits. That was the business part of her business. And, um, and, that, and that they all were, you know, professional and the, at the best of what they were, what they were doing. So I was interested in that because that same day, it seemed I saw a um, article about what group is, didn't get the most, um, should have got a, a bigger run. And obviously said the hurt business and the amount of people that said, oh, the nation of domination was better or they remind me of the nation of domination. In what way <laughs> do the hurt business remind anyone of the nation of domination? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take this. Let's take the skin away. Yeah. How exactly are do they remind you of the nation of domination? Are they wearing African colors? Did they have their fists in the air? Were they pledging allegiance to Farouk? How <laughs> and were they like? So I had to get off because I had to get I had to get off that thread because I was getting upset. I'm looking at all the people. Hey, remember the nation? Oh, they weren't as good the nation. White guy, white guy, white guy, mm-hmm. white guy. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what it is. And it's funny you say that. It's because I, I remember an interview with Xavier Woods, and he uh-huh. was talking about the formation of the New Day. And he goes, when we when he first came out, he had on glasses and a suit. And he goes, and people always go, I thought you guys were going to be like the Nation of Domination and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, why? Because we're three Black guys who came out dressed nice. And he made a great comparison where he goes, the Godwins came out in dirty clothes, and you don't compare them to the Wyatts who came out in dirty clothes. So he goes, why must every group yeah. of Black men who dress decent or get together on television, we all must be compared to the Nation? So it's funny you said that. Yeah. Everything is everything else. Everything is yes. everything else. Everything yeah. is everything else. Shut the fuck. I I still I said it when it happened, and I'll say it now. I still don't understand how they looked at that group and said, "Eh, mm. we'll break them up." I don't get it. 
what they could have been what the bloodline is now. Oh, you imagine. Yes. I, ladies, I and, ladies and gentlemen, while we're talking about stupid comparisons because they have the same skin color. Hey, the other white guys here, ladies and gentlemen, Omega squads here. Hey. 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 All right. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Yeah. Chris, you ready? I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Hit me. Good. Cause you're going DMAC. You ready? I'm ready. Good. Cause you're going. Dan, you ready? Yeah. Good. Cause you're going. All right. Oh, I know, do- I, just, <laughs> I know what you do. I do what you do. He's doing uh, the Shorzy, everyone. Mm. I want to make sure you know we're all on the same page. Okay. We're get good. Cause we're going. Let's go. Good. Let's go. We only have uh, Derek for an hour because then he has to look over his wife. Who's giving birth to a, a little boy named Daniel soon. Yeah. That has gained so much traction that my mom goes, that's not bad. So <laughs> I was like, yeah. Mom, no, please, no. Yeah. Oh, no. you know, you yeah, because when I die of a heart attack, which is probably gonna happen sooner than later, Derek, you're gonna call your son, you're gonna go, Man, I miss Dan. Damn, I miss Dan, son. You goddamn right. You'll never forget me. And you go to my memorialized page and go, Your son my son listens to a prog rock band, a bunch of white people. Hey, 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 so, just remember so- that. He'll go, Dad. How great was Dan? And I'll go. He was an above average comedian. So thank you. And he'll and he'll say, "Well, I'm your above average son, and it's all over for you." <laughs> there it is. Yeah, one after you. I want to thank I want to thank Derek for joining us. Like I said, he's only got an hour, and uh, Chris Green, who is live on location and ha ha, not doxing him. Uh, he's actually <laughs> just gotten to a hotel room. I asked him this morning because I remembered it about twelve thirty last night. I'm like, shit, I forgot to ask Chris again. So I opened the text window. So when I opened my phone this morning and got out to the car, the first thing I did was, so eight o'clock tonight? <laughs> Literally how I asked him. Um, so let's go with it. Uh, Craig, we're going to let our guests, our, our guest, our, our co-hosts go first. Uh, Derek and Chris, I don't know if you know this, but some news went down. And honestly, here's the. I thought we're here thing. to talk about money in the bank. What? What is that this weekend? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> huh? I don't know. Um, is that this weekend? I'll look yeah. later. Yeah. But uh, Derek, you know, Derek is a member of the show, and and Wega will always be a part of the show. Uh, for those who are listening, if you're interested, the YouTube uh, on YouTube.com/slash Danline Three. I just put a highlight video up from the last couple of months, and it has a bunch of our clips from the 10th anniversary show. That's right, we're 10 years old. Um, but I didn't even know this was happening until Omega Squad texted me at work. That's how busy I am at work. Is I I don't generally have it's such a breath of fresh air. Don't have time to sit on social media all day. It's lovely. And all of a sudden I get a text from Chris. And I was, oh, oh shit. <laughs> this is <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. Um, and then Derek, because like I said, he's a he's a member of the show, but you know, with with uh, a kid and, and one on the way and a wife that demands demands perfection. Yeah, yeah there you go. God yeah. damn it. He's yeah. not on the show all the time. But I said, hey, Derek, I hope you can make it this way. He goes uh, the next day. He goes, oh, Stephanie's just been named interim CEO. I'm going to be there. I said, oh, well, that's something I missed. Uh, Derek, you first <laughs> since you have less time. Vince done uh, effed up. Yes. Yeah, yes. your, 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 your thoughts on that whole thing. It's, it's funny because the way I found that was 
my brother texted me early in the morning and he goes, they got him. And he meant to, he meant to send like a clip of the article, but he didn't. So all I got was the text saying they got him. I'm like, well, who the hell is him? And then he sent the thing with Vince stepping down and Stephanie. And I thought, well, for a guy like Vince, this is how this story has to end. Like for such a egomaniac who has done so wrong to so many people for so long, it has to end with his own negligence being his downfall. Um, I can't say I'm surprised. I can say I'm surprised it took this long. I mean, if you go back to the stories with, you know, Pat Patterson, the guy, you know, the, the ring crew, there's been stories of things like this in that company forever. And they just keep the keep rolling and rolling and making money and making money. Um, on the outside looking in, I, I guess Vince is still in charge of making the big decisions. But um, one can say, if you're into conspiracies, that it's mighty funny that he tosses his daughter to the side and they're publicly bashing her in the media. And all of a sudden, somebody from the committee leaks this information to the media and it gets out and now Vince is in trouble. So if you want to say maybe old Stephanie has a little bit of her dad in her, and she hmm. kind of turns that, you know, that knife a little bit, hmm. you, could, you, could, you could think that too. Hmm, interesting. Chris, my uh my uh corporate uh reporter um who has a li- who well it's good because e- each all four of us have different angle insight from this, but we kind of all meet at the same point. Uh Chris has Chris has other experience that his has all other thoughts about this. Your thoughts about the whole Vince thing, because oh boy. So it's funny to me because like this is the type of scandal that gets CEOs let go or put on administrative leave or whatever. Like this is morals clauses and contracts and things like that. You know, it's it's the type of stuff that would bring down different individuals and has brought down different individuals. You think about I think about like CNN, for example. The way I was thinking about this the other day, CNN is probably the the most recent similar parallel I I know of in recent years where Jeff Zucker was in a consensual relationship with a subordinate and was summarily pushed out by the board. Now, the difference between the wrestling business and everything else is Vince owns the company. He's the majority shareholder. You can't just get rid of him. He has to willingly go, right? So in any other business, this would be the death knell of Vince McMahon. In wrestling, not even close. You get a guy who comes out on his TV show, you know, two days later, and, you know, he doesn't say anything, which was good. But the mere fact that he showed up on television. Good idea. It it was not a good idea. It's not a good idea. Any any corporate lawyer, I could hear any I I could feel like the corporate lawyers that were talking. Yes. Don't (laughs) do it. No. Do not do it. No, I don't care what you're gonna say. No. Don't go do it. I hear Um, you, but yeah. But this is but this is Vince McMahon. He's got a you know, stick it to to those people who who doubt it. It's his show, damn it. And he's going to do whatever the hell he wants to do. Can I? I, I, Your turn. I agree. 
uh, everything. The reason why Vince McMahon out there because he's got a set of grapefruits. My thing is, because of everything you just said and how serious this is, I think Vince went on out on Raw two days later and, I mean, went out on SmackDown two days after the story broke and went out on Raw yesterday or this past Monday night. I think that was his way of saying goodbye. I think that's the last time we'll ever see him on camera again. You really, really think so? Really? I, I can't shaking, everybody shaking her head. You don't think that you you don't think he's gonna he can he, he's gonna come. You think he's gonna come back from this? No, I no no. 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 Let me no. let me. You saying goodbye? He's gonna fight tooth and nail. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, before you go again, Derek. I was gonna say I don't think he's saying good. I think you're gonna have to drag his dead carcass home. I I don't I I I don't I think the like Chris was just alluding to, I think the lawyers are going to have to go. You got to stay home, bro. <laughs> you I, you there, there's an angle. Here. I'll let Derek go, but I mean, there's, I got a solution. <laughs> yeah. I got a solution too. Go to fuck home. I go ahead. Go ahead, there's, there's two things. I think I agree with you. You fellas where they're going to have to drag him out of that company. I, I think if, if, the stock continued to take a hit. I think he can probably be talked into stepping down, especially if the end goal of bringing in Nick Khan was for them to sell the company. And if somebody can kind of get to him and go, look, you're hurting the potential sell, who I think is the only person who's probably going to be willing to buy is NBC Universal. But I, I, I think that's a way you get him to step down. I also think deep down inside, Vince has a little bit of Joe Paterno in him and if he leaves wrestling, he probably fears he's going to die. Like waking up every Monday and Saturday, I mean, and Friday and Sundays for pay-per-views, that's probably what keeps him going. He probably fears if I, re- if I leave here, I'm going to die. Because my grandfather would always tell me these stories about these guys he worked with and the guy's retired for two weeks and the guy drops dead because he's not working anymore. He just doesn't know what to do with himself. Charles Schultz. Yeah. yeah. Well, did, did anyone look at him yesterday on Raw and looked like he kind of visibly aged. Yes. yes. Since the last time we've seen him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I thought that. Well, he, he hasn't looked good at all. I mean, if wow. you look at just the, the stuff with Austin Theory, uh, the Vince McMahon with the big puffy chest and the, the walk and like the Sam the Eagle from the Muppet type of stature, <laughs> um, that's gone because when the whole angle he was doing with Theory, I could barely understand him. Mm-hmm. It's like that big booming voice, that commanding presence is down, down here. He's grumbling. I really bad. I need it. Yeah, I need you to find that egg, Austin. Find that egg and bring it back to me. <laughs> um, that so yes, he's aged terribly, and uh, that might be all the 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 juice leaving his body. And I say quote unquote juice. Um, but uh, I I think it's it's weight on him, and that you have to look at this case though. Uh from an employee that he uh, hired she was making $100,000 and the next year he should make $200,000 and then it was she was paid how many millions to shut up? To go away. Yeah. To go away. Mm-hmm. You can pay me that. I mean, I, yeah, you know, that yeah. type of money. I'll go have away. sex with Vince McMahon for $3 million. <laughs> for $3 million? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know. I'll make it work. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. We'll, we'll make... So that's why I'm... I'll wear I'm, whatever you want, Vince. <laughs> 
Uh, I agree that if he's not there, he, he, he will die. But uh, from the looks of things, he's not that far from that. I know it's, it's tough. <laughs> and, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, the thing about this case, though, is funny, is because realistically, in the realm of corporate scandals, this really isn't that bad. Right. By all accounts, Johnny Ace is in more situation than Vince is, legally speaking. Um, Vince paid his own money to someone to go away. May not even be, I don't even think that's illegal. Unethical? Possibly. Maybe. Um, yeah. I mean, but I don't think it was illegal. I mean, I don't think he did anything necessarily that's going to, certainly not criminally. Um, but the, the one group who may have the power to convince Vince to, to stand down. Actually, there's two. Sponsors and networks. Mm. And if, if things start going badly, the pressure on the company may be that Vince can no longer be in charge. And Vince will have to come to that realization because he is the majority shareholder. He has all the votes. He has all the control. He may be able to be convinced if sponsors start looking for the exits, if Fox and NBC start chirping that they want, they don't want Vince on TV anymore. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't know when the Peacock deal is up or when they start negotiating with things, but if they start negotiating international deals and can't get good deals because of some, you know, some backlash from this stuff. That would be what drives him out. He won't go willingly. I don't think it's going to take something like that to drive him out. In the meantime, uh, Stephanie's back in charge. The same Stephanie that was ousted uh, a while back, because uh, apparently she wasn't doing that good a job. But uh, apparently she's good enough to come back and run the whole damn thing now, just like that. Derek, you mentioned that specifically. What did you want to say about that? I just thought it was weird that over the past six months we've seen triple, you know, we've seen Vince take his son-in-law's baby in NXT and just completely rip it apart and fire all his people. And then we saw Vince, you know, pretty much out Stephanie from her position because she wasn't doing her job. And then what seemingly seems like run a smear campaign against her in the media after you let her go. And now she's the interim CEO and you're going through all these problems. Um, it's it's kind of like, you know, the chickens come in the roost, as my grandpa would say. It's it's just so much about this. It would make an amazing like Hulu and Netflix series, this whole thing. And then, you know, you still have Shane, who Shane's who's not a part of the company. He's like, well, what does Shane think? And if this whole thing ends with Vince's kids kind of taking over while he's kicking and screaming on the way out the door, it's 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 crazy. But they're the McMahon. So I don't know why this is so surprising to me. Like it, it it's almost goes with the name hand in hand. And like, you know, like they said, if if sponsors start to say something he, he's going to have to step down and if you look at it this could be the type of thing where when rick flair was canceled all of us as wrestling fans we all heard those stories about rick flair we all know about you know him flashing people and the playing rifle we all knew about these stories but when they do the dark side of the ring and there's a new audience and 
people who didn't hear these stories hear start to hear these things, the ball gets rolling and all of a sudden let's cancel Ric Flair for something we knew years about. So I wonder if this happens to Vince where now all these old stories from the 80s and the 90s and all these other things he did starts to come to light and the sponsors go, hey, we don't want to do business with that guy. And he's forced to step out. I, th- that's what I was going to say. I mean, in the grand scheme of getting away with shit, Vince McMahon has gone 90% unchecked his entire life, whether it be legality or traditionally him, him, his father promising everyone that Vince is not going to take over and immediately Vinnie Mac coming in going, mine, 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 mine. Uh, hush money for Jimmy Snuka. Oh, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the one. Whenever I think of Vince's name now, I just, I think of that guy walking in the room with a briefcake, briefcake, briefcake. That's where the fat guy's brand is. Um, <laughs> Walking in with a briefcase, handing it, coming out two minutes later, and Snooker going away and walking away. Yeah. Uh, I think of steroid trial. Steroid trial. Oh, he went checked on that one, mm-hmm. and then said, "But it's sports entertainment, Pally. It's not real." Oh well, yeah. changed wrestling forever. Some would argue not for better. Um, the Owen Hart thing. Yeah. As the owner of a company, you have to take some sort of responsibility for that. And we went on with the show. There was no there was no check for that. No, it's almost like Chris has got something to say. Independent (laughs) contractors, the independent contractor thing. Yeah, all of these things being really racist. To a certain degree, let's just throw a little salt on the seasoning on top what? of this shit meal. No, no he didn't say no. the N word on live on TV. It was no. written. It's fine. No. It was a joke, no. y'all. Yeah, um, all of these things that he's what is he? 78, 79? Something like that. Yeah. So it's late it's, 70s. It is like Snuka. They waited till I was going to say respectfully, but I don't care. Um, I'm trying to say this. They waited till his brain was mush. And he wasn't even aware enough to be in the moment to deal with said penance or whatever he was going to get in the first place. Um, Here we got Vince at 78, 79 or 98, however friggin' old he is, <laughs> me has made honey, uh, has made money. I was gonna say honey, man and foot. Money hand and foot, uh, with us on the backs of and I'm not saying Vince didn't work hard. Mm-hmm. You have to be ruthless and m- more cunning and more backstabbing than everybody else who was a promoter in wrestling, which they all have their level of backstabbing and, and cunning and, and diet. What's the word for that, uh, Chris? Uh, so diabolical behavior, diabolical? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To do what they do. And he ran over everybody and has been the king of the roost. And now. It's really weird because. 
I sit back from it. And I'm actually glad we had the week to sit on this before we're like, oh, did you hear what the whore did? And I mean, Vince. Um, in one way, it's just the cherry on top of the Vince McMahon Sunday where I'm like, yeah, he's a really garbage human. He's a promoter. He's a businessman. He's no worse or better than any other businessman out there. He paid his own money to shut someone else because, I mean, he had an affair with uh, with uh, on his wife. I mean, that's kind of shitty. Not kind of shitty. It's shitty. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, it's like all this other stuff that he got away with. This, like, like uh, Derek said, this is going to be the one. Like OJ Simpson. Yeah, right. Going right? through your own stuff. OJ Simpson to- cut <laughs> off two people's heads. And in the court of law, they were like, eh, eh not really. Eh, whatever. But that son bitch tried to take back his stuff. His stuff. And that guy. <laughs> and they were like, black man, go to jail. That's it. <laughs> you know, that it's just karma comes to collect. I really don't think this is. I don't know if I believe in a higher being or what my faith is or if I have any at this point in my life, but karma is a thing. Karma comes back to collect and karma is like, eh, you have to go. Now, if anybody made him have that punishment and actually go off, <laughs> he came out on Raw, I guarantee he'll be on NXT, which is not even his thing. Uh, you know, next week he'll be on AEW to say goodbye. <laughs> Jesus Christ, just go home. Yeah. You, on top of that, creatively, I don't the best of you is gone 20 years ago. Or 15. We'll argue 15. Just on a basic standpoint. It's over. Let the new Stephanie's gonna Stephanie and Trips are gonna be old by the time that they're the new. Like, come on. God damn it, go home. And and here's the thing. I won't be satisfied until he is not head of creative because him going home and using his laptop, to still write stuff but on Skype in the gorilla position. That doesn't mean anything. You didn't take yeah. anything away from him. Yeah. If you really want him to go home and get punish him, take his laptop away. Go home. Well, all you, all you did was take the day to day crap away from him and give yeah. it to Stephanie. You basically <laughs> yeah, gave right, him. Right. A, you gave this man a vacation. Yeah. And now Stephanie has to work hard, work twice as hard again. I think two years ago, instead of Vince starting to push everybody else out, Vince should have been pushed out by Triple H. And and for all the crap Triple H's book thing losing at WrestleMania, I would mm-hmm. rather have Triple H in charge. Yes. Right now. Yeah. That's just, it's yeah. a yeah. That's where we at, Derek. Any more? Any anything else on Steph and? <laughs> Trips and, and it's funny you bring up trips because that poor bastard he's been they've been grooming him for what 15 years 15 20 years now yeah and in the process he's he's shaved his he's lost his hair he's well almost died of a heart attack and yeah. he's retired from wrestling and he still doesn't have the company and like you said it's it's karma because once again with dark side of the ring when the brian pillman episode came out and they showed the footage of vince axing melody pillman the day after pillman dies if he had a pill problem like the fact that he went on tv and did that you know you know the guy had a problem he worked for you and the fact that he got away with stuff like that it's amazing that him giving his own money for a woman to go away is what's going to get rid of him but 
like you said, sometimes it's the smallest thing that gets the, the worst offender. Al Capone Chris. was uh, was in jail for tax evasion. Tax evasion. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All the yeah. diabol. There. Now, there's a guy we could say was worse than Vince. This dude. <laughs> listen, he was the mafia. He was in the. He was the mob leader. He was. He was the Godfather. He, he was the yeah. guy. And they were like, "Yeah, but he didn't pay his taxes." Yeah, get him. That's funny. Chris, you're unmuted. I assumed you had more. Well, yeah, I think at this. At the end of the day, it's what I said at the top, right? Wrestling is its own little world. And the rules of Fortune 500 companies and other corporate entities in the outside world do not necessarily apply to wrestling. Even even now, even as mainstream as wrestling is ever going to be, you know, it is there at the end of the day, there is ways for wrestling to be on TV and to overlook some of the most egregious crap that is ever done, you know, it's you know, the independent contractor thing is a, is a is a wonderful example, right? If that wasn't going to get rid of get rid of Vince or wasn't going to change the wrestling business, I don't think this is gonna. You're not going to get rid of sexism and racism because Vince goes away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not ultimately not convinced that Vince actually goes away because wrestling is its own little business, and I fully believe that Vince will hang on tooth and nail. God, yes. Hold on, because he, because he doesn't have anyone to account to. Yeah. The board of directors could vote him out. They could try, and then he could vote in an entirely new board of directors. You know who I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the long and short of it. There is, this, is, this is a public company that is effectively a private business, and is run like a private business. So... To to think of to think of it in any other other context is, is foolishness, and I, and I think we all kind of know better. Now, maybe it will be. Maybe maybe he will see the light of day. Maybe, like I said, sponsors or networks will put pressure on him, and he'll he'll see the light of day. But I guarantee you, he's going out on his own terms. That's why I don't think he's saying goodbye because he's not going goodbye without saying goodbye on TV. He will make that happen before he steps down. I mean, it's not I guess like the question didn't... is whether he deserves that, though. Right? No, no, he does. No. You know what? The wrestling world would have been much better if his limo exploded and we just ended it there. <laughs> but no, someone else had to do a whole murder suicide thing. <laughs> God damn it. We were it. We were out of it. Yeah, we were done. For a little while, at least, we were out of it. God yeah. damn it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, would wrestling be what it is today without Vince McMahon? Does he deserve? No, it at least? no of course not. At least no. No, of course it? not. I mean, I mean, like, let's let's face it. This isn't a Benoit situation. No, did he do no. anything? Did he do anything no. that bad? Right? No. Did he do anything that bad besides being a despicable human being? <laughs> you know, but um, you know. Uh, it, 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 it's a fair argument. I, I I see both sides, and I don't think anybody's wrong if they say no. He deserves not one second more on television. Then I'm I'm fine with that. But no, I but I really hope see, Linda... I can also see the side that says, "Look, he built this business. We've known Vince McMahon forty years, and he got wrestling to where it is today. He deserves to at least have five minutes to say his thanks and walk out the door." Yeah, but do it. But do it. Yeah, well, that, and that's a fair point. Too. 
Just do it That's then. Fair. I I agree. It's not like he murdered somebody, although are we really sure? Mm. Um not directly. Not your yeah, not directly. Yeah. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. Thank you, sir. Um he didn't pull the trigger. He didn't pull the knife, but you know, he might have pointed to one or two. But then at least say goodbye then. <laughs> you know, say goodbye. Do your thing. Get out of here. That's what I uh, thought. I mean, I thought for SmackDown and, and Raw was was his goodbye. Well, we will see when he shows up next week to I yeah, I don't know. See, you know I feel like he's coming out with John Cena next week. I just do. Oh. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. You know, I didn't think of it until now. You're probably right. We're never going to be rid of this man. No. You know Vince is going to be the one that develops the technology where when this son bitch dies, mm-hmm. he's going to be a hologram going, Welcome to Monday Night Raw. No, he'll have that Futurama technology. His, his disembodied head, head would be in a jar. You're fine. Look, I wouldn't pass it for, for Vince to be in the Royal Rumble. Next year, I would, it would not surprise me. Okay. I have, I have questions, and, I, I, and take this ride with me, all. Start with Derek, then Chris, then Craig. Is this, now that we know, most of it, we've all taken a few days to sit with it. Is this what you send Vince home for in the first place, Derek? Uh, if, if, if he doesn't have everything else in his past, you really can't. I mean, we're going to send him home for being a bad husband. And, and like, if, if you look at the te- you know, the meat of it, he, he's, he's a billionaire. This is what billionaires do. Yeah. This is almost like part of being a billionaire. What do you do? Uh, you send Laurinaitis home. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's gone. He should have been gone been last gone. week. Yeah. He should have yeah. been gone. Yeah. However long ago this this came out, he should have been mm-hmm. nowhere near yeah. the, the 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 Titan Towers or wherever the hell they call where the headquarters. Well, Greenwich Village or whatever the hell. Yeah. All right. So, Chris, does Vince go home? Should Vince go home for this? For this, probably not. Probably not. Um, I don't think it rises to that level. I didn't agree with with them. You know, again, like bring up CNN. I didn't agree with it. Zucker needed to necessarily be pushed out for a right. consensual. I mean, and it's two. Both both two guys did it really really well in their positions. Were pushed out for a consensual relationship. No, I don't. I don't think it was right for CNN. I don't think it would be right for WWE either. If it comes out that he used corporate money somehow then yes he's gone Craig yes he should be sent home for this okay now here's the second part again Derek then Chris and Craig Derek do you send him home because creative sucks and the show sucks and the wrestling kind of sucks do you send him home for that and try something else yes yes I, I, th- I, I think <laughs> I think part of being a good leader is knowing when to, when you're you know you've lost it and to step down and hire the right people to run your business. That's part of being a great leader. And if he was a good leader, he would do that. Chris, 
look, if you can replace the entire NXT staff because the ratings were down, why couldn't you do it with the main shows? You yeah. in an, in an, again in another business, it would have happened already. Mister mm-hmm. Lagans, anything that helps creative, and that means if that means Mitch McMahon leaves, and yes, because everything you just said. Dan, at the top of uh, this topic, was true. The show sucks. The wrestling sucks. The booking sucks. They've got the largest roster in professional wrestling, yet we see the same people week in, week out, the same tag teams facing each other, the same wrestlers facing each other. If I see Sheamus and Drew (laughs) McIntyre one more time, (laughs) <laughs> or the Usos and RK, whatever, or the Uso and the Street Profits. One more. They only have, they have three tag teams and they have four main event stars. That's it. Uh, they haven't elevated anyone new. They have no plans to elevate anyone new. If Vince not being there means somebody else gets a chance or gets to say, then yes, send his ass home and keep him home. Yeah. They, they should have sent him, like we said at the beginning of the show, they should have sent him home when he walked into creative and goes, I'm breaking up the hurt business. And somebody said, why? He just said, because they should have sent him home right there. Like, yeah. Leave. That's it. Yep. I agree, Derek. Again, if he, if he was a, if he was a executive director of creative. Yeah. He, and if he didn't, if he didn't own 51% of the company, <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely, but it's yeah. just not going to happen. The one hook, hook hang up with all of this is he's the guy. He's that's the, I mean, that's, there's no way around it. There's is just there, no way around it. Is there a way? Like, is there a, a way we could do it where, um, like the president, we could impeach? <laughs> impeach Vince. <laughs> Can we impeach Vince? <laughs> Listen, everybody's like, oh, he's a son of a bitch. I want him to go home because I want uh, the TV show to not suck so much. Most of the yeah. time, I you know I don't ask for much. That's just me. But I just can't think of I can't think of another entertainment property that would have had forty years of the same guy calling the shots. You know, most scripted TV shows change showrunners every three or four years, bring on different creative teams. And stuff. Oh, we changed the writers there, Pally. Yeah, it's never him. It's everybody else. But He's the one constant. Yeah, but that's, and that's and that's the thing about it. And, uh, the, what is the, every time the business goes down, it's blaming the wrestlers, the writers, the 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 the, the kids these days. <laughs> but it's not. Maybe it's, it's you, Vince. Yeah, Did you yeah, ever yeah. think of that, dude? <laughs> uh, Chris, what do you do next with this whole thing? You wait it out. Um, I mean, you. you I mean. I don't think anything happens until the board figures up their investigation. I assume there's going to be a negotiation somewhere in there. I think Vince does step back from the CEO duties. I do think, I think Steph will, I don't know if Steph will ever be, be the permanent CEO. I could see them looking outside for someone who is more seasoned in that regard. But then there's also part of me that says, uh, it will always be as long as Vince is alive. It'll always be a McMahon in the seat. Um, so that I think that's why I think that's ultimately why Steph came back because it was 
damn sure going to be a McMahon in that seat until Vince says so. Um, you know, but I don't, I don't know unless, again, unless sponsors and networks are, are really upset about it, and I haven't really heard they are, then I think Vince stays, stays in charge of creating. That's, he, he'll do that till he's dead. <laughs> That's really what I see that. I don't, I don't see much changing beyond maybe some corporate things change. And maybe, and maybe, maybe like Derek was saying, they do set themselves up for a sale and it goes away. And, and, and Stephanie is just a temporary patch until that happens. But, but I don't think, I really don't think that un, un, until the, either the, the WWE is sold or Vince croaks, I don't think he's going anywhere. Derek, what would you do next? It's difficult because um, I had a conversation with Tamara about this and she goes, you know, they have these investor calls and usually Vince is on the investor call at the end of each quarter. And she goes, well, you have to get something done before the next investor call because you can't have Stephanie on the line as the CEO of the company with this hanging over her head because she's going to have to answer questions about her dad, whether it's your dad cheated on your mom. You know, how do you feel about that being so pro-woman and blah, blah, like there's a lot of things that she's going to have to stand in front of, you know, taking these bullets for her dad who's going to be off in the shadows somewhere. Um, the fact that he's being investigated by a committee internally makes me believe uh, if they find something, we'll never hear about it. <laughs> or maybe he'll get a little, he'll get a little pat on the hand and that'll be it and it'll go away. I'll have to um, say something because it already went public with it. So yeah, I'll have yeah. to say something. Yeah, but I, I just I've seen him bounce back from too many things to believe this is going to be it. Unless we wake up one morning and something drastic has happened, like Chris said, with a sponsor, or maybe the stock has plummeted to the point where the stockholders are like, "Hey, we have to get rid of this guy." But I think it's going to take something drastic for him to step out of you know permanently stay out of that position unless he just doesn't wake up one more god you know i hate to say that out loud but that's what it's going to take greg what would you do next um if i'm stephanie i tell my father to stay as far away from the company as possible and then i would turn the reins of creative over to someone who knows exactly what they're doing and exactly what to do with the the roster that they have and they could accentuate the the strengths and the weaknesses of each uh, wrestler on that roster to make it the best possible way. Um, and there's two people that can do that job and do it very well and get to get the WWE to a point where it is actually watchable. Um, because one person I know could definitely do it, but he doesn't want to do it. And another person I know who could definitely do it, but he's never given the chance. And that would be if I were stepping and turn the reins over to either a Paul Heyman or a Jeff Jarrett. Um, I know Heyman could do it in a snap, but I know he doesn't want it. Jeff Jarrett has never been given the opportunity outside of TNA, but I wasn't, he was, you know, under the thumb of, of Dixie. But if someone you want to. Yeah, that was TNA. Yeah, but if you want to yeah. if you want to do something with creative and make the show watchable again, you're Stephanie. You give Jeff Jarrett the book and you stay out of the way. I don't want Jeff Jarrett as a title holder. Yeah. <laughs> I think those that I think he I, well, you know what? 
put my money. I kid. I kid. No, I, no, because I, 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 I kid double day. But but maybe not. I don't know. It's Jarrett. I don't know about that. We suddenly have a King of the Mountain match in WWE. You know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) An ultimate T match or whatever. Ultimate X. The Ultimate X. No, I'm saying you can't do Ultimate X in the WWE. So the the DX Ultimate Ultimate match or whatever the hell. The Ultimate Ultimate X. I always like. So so basically, nothing is changing. No. So. I I, oh. I I think what what else do we what else does history tell us? Yes. In the absence Man. of new information, I'm going to go with nothing's going to change. On the other side of this, while this was all going down, uh, news leaked that it's most likely most likely Sasha Banks has been let go from the company. We've talked about this with Alan Omega Squad here, but I'm interested to get his take on this whole thing. Uh, so I'll, well, I'll go to Derek first because I know Derek and I had a great moment the first time we all we brought this up yeah. on the show. But and it's interesting because it's a very good point that was made while this was all going on. I saw people posting that screenshot of um, uh, is it who the hell calls SmackDown? It's uh, Pat and. Uh, Michael Cole. It is Michael Cole on SmackDown. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's how much I watch it with the sound on. Um, But uh, they said how, you know, how unprofessional it was. And I was like, oh, that's interesting after all this. Mm -hmm. uh, Sasha, Sasha's a free agent. Now that that's out of the way, you're you're all your thoughts on all this. When I heard that, I was like, well, good for her. Um, I know some wrestling fans automatically said, go to AEW, Sasha. But my whole oh, thing was, shut up. <laughs> she could be a star in anything she wanted to do. If that's acting, go act. You know, and, and then I saw something where a report said, well, WWE feels like they can make another Sasha Banks. So that's it. And that means the old man said it. That sounds like something Vince would say. You know, he, he let The Rock's contract retire. I mean, expire because the guy wanted to act and wrestle. It's like, we don't need him. We'll make more stars. And you're still looking for a rock. But um, <laughs> then, this, then this stuff with Vince happened. And I thought to myself, you know, if, if I'm Stephanie, right? And I kind of want to put my own signature on this whole CEO thing. And I want to give us some good publicity. What better way than me, Stephanie McMahon, the one who brought in the women's revolution, um, why don't I contact Sasha, smooth things out a little bit, and bring her back to the company, stand up to her, shake her hand, and go, you know, we're about powering women, and blah, 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 and we're going to do right by Sasha. That that smells like a publicity stunt that they would do to kind of smooth things over. But if if I'm Sasha, the world is your oyster, and if Vince doesn't want to treat you correctly, because I don't think anything she, she asked for was out of, you know, without the realm of possibility, she just asked you to make her character mean something on television. Why is that such an offensive act? Um, but if I'm her, I, I go home, I, uh, I weigh my options, I, I wait to start filming The Mandalorian season three or four, or whatever it is, and I just sit and I wait. I, I wouldn't be in a rush to make any decision just yet if I was her. Omega, it's the first time we've talked to you about this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 really. I was kind of torn about it a little bit because 
just it's it's so much different walking out on a contracted job than it is just walking out of an at-will job right um it, it, it you you when you sign a contract for a specific certain amount of time for a specific wage and you're expected to perform by that contract i suspect that if wwe wanted to they could hold her up so that time period is is expired um and I see them doing that. Yes. And I and it wouldn't have surprised me if they did do that. You know, so it's and they would be within their rights to do so, which is the other thing about it. So, I mean, I, I that's a side I see, you know, particularly from, you know, my corporate experience and having to, you know, deal with contractors and deal with employees and things like that. Um, but I mean, it does, at some point you have to stand up for 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 what you need in your in your role. Um, and Sasha, at the end of the day, I think standing, I, I do think it's admirable that she stood up for herself, for Naomi, for women in general. Um, that you know, particularly in in the dearth that we've seen with WWE, where just stuff is just either boring or unwatchable, that. You know, to pitch things and to pitch something different with the women, um, it, it, I, I find that admirable. And sometimes you do have to just kind of stand up and, and take it. They would. And the thing thing is, she is in a position where she has options. She is someone who has potential acting options. She could could go to AEW. I'm sure they would take her. Impact would take her. Whoever, if she wanted to stay in wrestling, she could do it. Um, she could wait out her contract. Um. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think WWE would have got, I think WWE saw what was, what was there. If, if, if Sasha Banks is fairly beloved, I would stay in wrestling circles. And I think that, that WWE felt that it wasn't worth the trouble and the backlash that fans would give her for just to have her sit at home. Um, knowing it was, and knowing the story was out there, you know, it's just like, I guess, just, just go. Just go. It's better off to let the fans have, uh, you know, Mercedes Vernado <laughs> doing the Mandalorian, uh, than a, to us just be fighting. You know, we want Sasha Chance for the rest of <laughs> rest of her contract. So, I, I get it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear what Derek's saying. You know, you could could try to smooth it over with Sasha, but I just don't think Sasha wants this to be smoothed over at this point. I think yeah. it's too raw. I think it's too. You know, it's, 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 she's over it. She has options. She doesn't need to do it anymore. She's given what she needs to wrestling. She never really got, I mean, she, as, as much, as much as she's a multiple time champion, she never got the chance to be that strong champion that Charlotte has, that, you know, Bailey has to some extent, to certainly about in, uh, Becky, right? So, of the force, force women, the one with probably the brightest star is probably got the shaft quite a bit more mm -hmm. than the others, uh, ultimately. Yeah. Say what you want. That I mean, if you want to go down there and say that she's the only African American of those of those four, I can't say you're wrong. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I think I think this is probably what WWE just said. This all the writing along and said, look, this this isn't worth the trouble. Um, I think they were right to strip them immediately, send them home. That's it. You know, you're not coming back till we figure something out. It, it it somewhat sets a bad precedent, 
But unless you're Sasha Banks, you don't get away with that. If, if it was Naomi on her own, she'd just be gone. Mm-hmm. She, she probably would just be sitting at home uh, without a contract because I don't think Naomi would generate that kind of fan backlash. So, uh, you know, I think everybody did what they what they kind of felt they had to do in an, in an untenable situation on both sides for them. Um, was it handled well? No, it could have been handled a lot differently. We could have talked about all this all this stuff with with talent and had, you know, and someone taking the reins and someone other than Vince could have done Sasha Banks enormously better. But that that isn't what we have, and that's not our reality. So, I say kudos to, to, to Sasha for going to try. I mean, I hope she makes it as an actress. I'm not convinced she will, but um, I think she she will have a she will have opportunities in wrestling if she ever wants to come back. So. The real wild card in all this, not wild card, but you know, we we know that Sasha is a star and no matter what she wants to do. And Hollywood has proven, Chris, that you don't have to be a great actress or a great actor to have a successful career in movies. Cough Vin Diesel. But um Cough Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and the fact that she went with her real name in The Mandalorian. Um, yes. shows that she's already looking ahead in those avenues. But the, the, the X Factor here, it, oh, well, the, the, the kind of overlooked person, Naomi, uh, what's she going to do? Because mm-hmm. I can't imagine being married to Jey Uso pays that much. Um, <laughs> Jesus, dude. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I'm, but I'm cost saying, you money in the long run. Yeah, but, but I'm saying whereas Sasha has, has options, I don't see that same for Naomi. Um, so that, that's who I were now. I mentioned her on the show when I did a list of the best names, the best given names of actual of wrestlers. Their birth names are better than the stupid names they were given. <coughs> her name is Trinity. Mm-hmm. Her, her birth name is Trinity. If she wants to wrestle somewhere else, as Trinity, she can make a mint <coughs> just on that name alone. So, um, but right now it's like everyone, Sasha, 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 no one's talking about Naomi yeah. and what her, uh, her status is. And that's concerning to me. <coughs> that's okay. It's been a rough, uh, been a rough week for the WWE. So I have to have Chris on again uh, when uh, more news break. When news breaks, we'll fix it. Chris is Chris is on the case. News breaks. Here I am. Well, I think it's enough of being sad and depressed about wrestling today. So I would like to thank Mister Omega Squad, uh, Chris Green, for coming on. I. I Glad that we found the time, being how busy your schedule was, and I'm glad to hear your voice talking about this stuff because I love you, Chris. I I had to jump off the plane to get out here. So he jumped off the plane while I was still moving. Yeah, no, no. Well, he had to walk out of the plane because they were showing the Vin Diesel movie on it. So that's family. And thank you too, Derek. But by the way, I love The Rock, and I love that he's successful. I just think sometimes I'm like, "Hmm, I wouldn't have delivered the line like that. It's just me. It's just me. It's funny. One of my favorite rock movies, I forget the name of it. That's 
Judge How it's my favorite. It's it's the movie where he doesn't say barely anything the whole movie. He just kills people. I forget the name of it, but that's one of my favorite movies. He doesn't he barely has any dialogue. I was like, oh, this is great. So, so I understand. You know what? It, you, you, there's two Probably of my good. two of his movies are my favorite. Mm-hmm. The Rundown and that Walking Tall remake is fan fucking tastic. Yeah, those yeah those are good. Yeah, uh, like but I'm really looking forward to Black Adam. I think that's going to be the one where that's totally up. Like he'll be 100 percent down the line, perfect for that. Yeah. No, I love the Rock. I just sometimes I'm like, mm. Mm, yeah, let's see. Uh, all due respect and especially with that xfl ogre for fuck's sake <laughs> millions of dollars and that's what you paid for fuck well and rock can have a, a second career of of giving houses and cars to all his friends yeah why did, yeah and, why is like i i saw that and my wife being who she is she goes he waited this long to buy his mom a house (laughs) 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 but it completely refreshed and he did the same thing with tamina's yeah tamina bought a i'm like she doesn't need the money bro i mean it's nice of you but but the thing is what i want to see is he brings them in they have the camera crew all set up and he and the houses are completely furnished yeah and they have all like that i want them to say look at this is not where I want the couch. I didn't want to like this. It's not like this at all. Yeah, first thing I do is like, well, decorate this. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who did this? Who told you I liked this color, you asshole? You don't know me at all. You don't know me at all. I hate you. You know what? My dad hated you too, you piece of shit. He would have killed you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and got away with it. He would have killed you and got away with it, you son of a bitch, Dwayne. Well, yeah. Derek. Give you yeah. give the best to your wife and tell her I love I the know. name that everybody seems to be picking. Yeah, it's yeah. And yeah, will you please do? please help me get this thing out of my house? And you know yes, what I'm talking. I, I'm going. I'm going to message you. Yes, I need to find a way to send you the. Uh, yes, I, at I, this I point, message, message me tonight because at this point, yes. if it doesn't get out of her office, she's gonna. Th- if it doesn't get out of the office, she's gonna throw it out the window. And it's funny because today my wife was like, "Well." When is it coming? And I was like, oh, shit. That's When's right. it coming? So, <laughs> I'll see when it pays me. I told him. Tell him. I said, it's, I told him. I said, it's a me thing. It's it's definitely okay. not a damn thing. Don't it's, blame it's the white guy. I'm, ra- I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, it's, I told her. It's a me thing. I have so. a five foot 11 woman who packed it real nice. It's going to kick my ass. Yes. I, if it yes. doesn't go, please help I, me. Yeah. It's, help it's, me it's help me. you. I, I, I will. I will. Help me I will. help you. And, help you. And um, I will be back hopefully in another week or two. And hopefully my Mets are still in first place because if I have to come back oh on the show, we are. Right. I hope no, you, bitch. I hope not because as soon as oh, I hope not because as soon as they don't, I'm changing your name to the Mets are fucking back at number two again. <laughs> See, this what already I'm, shows you the Mets fan mentality. You're how many games up? Eight, uh, nine, it, it, something like that. And you're still look, and you're sweating. Look at you. Here's the, th- here's the thing, though. Like, we're the best team in our league. And then you have the Yankees who, like, refuse to lose. So you can't really enjoy it because the Yankee fan in the city is ruining it. So, no, no you know. Derek, you can't enjoy it because it's June. <laughs> it's June. That's no, why you can't enjoy it. Derek, Derek, That's you true. can't That's enjoy true. it because you're a Mets fan and, like, the Mets – the Phillies fans have been let down and promised many things before. I know you like, well, they won a World Series. I've seen them. Listen, I've seen the Mets. Uh, uh, I, I've lived vicariously through other people who are Mets fans. I get why you don't. You're like, ah, yeah, trust it's never me. Good. Just like Chris, and I'm not taking a shot at him. Chris understands 
being a Syracuse fan, he picked the wrong team because he's not a Duke's Blue Devils fan, and they've mostly been successful, and I've been a happy college basketball fan. Yeah, give me the finger. I'm right, you bitch. Um, no, no, but Chris, I, I, and I mean, all kidding aside, uh, Chris kind of understands because he'll be like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> and I'm a Flyers fan, so I know. No, Derek, I understand. I want you to be happy. I don't want you don't. to rub it in my face as much as you want that the Mets are number one. <laughs> They're the best team in baseball. I'm not even being sarcastic. I want this for you because you, you, it's been so long since you had this. So please rub it. I did the same thing with, with, um, with Dan. I did it with um, our friend Jenny when the Capitals were actually doing something and they wanted to say, good. You guys should, you deserve that. You haven't had that in so long. I, have drowning in success of my Philadelphia sports team. So I'm fine. I've seen all four because I'm so old. I've seen all Mm -hmm. four of my teams win a world world series, win a world championship, all four. Okay. So Derek, you go, man, you do you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I I just want to clear. I just don't think your viewers understand. I had to watch the former Montreal Expos win a World Series Series. before I got to see the Mets win a World Series. It it hurts, man. It hurts. But we can all agree. Hey, hey, don't be bagging on the Expos. (laughs) Listen, we we can all... I had to live through Raddy, too, for whatever that year was. The strike year. Listen, we all all rejoice (laughs) that they've been absolute garbage since. So we have that going for it. Which is and amazing. I just want to make it clear, Derek, as much as I love you, I don't want you to be happy. Fuck the Mets. <laughs> Come on, man. I lost the World Series to the I'm, Royals. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm the kidding. Kansas City oh, Royals true. beat us in a World Series. That's true. I didn't think of that. Okay, I'm sorry. What I knew about the Kansas City Royals was they had the cool baseball stadium in Major League Baseball 98 when I was a kid for Nintendo 64. And it's because I had a waterfall in midfield. That's the only thing I knew about the the Royals growing up, and they beat us for the World Series. They're they're already have to deal with the fact that they're in Kansas City. (laughs) Right, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, Mr. Mr. Matt, thank you very much. Mr. Mr. Carrier Dome finally getting AC after being named after a HVAC company for 40 fucking years. (laughs) Listen, I didn't know that until you pointed it out. I'm like, wow, that's funny. And go funny. Tar Heels. I'm a Tar Heels guy. I heard you mention Duke, so go Tar Heels. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's what the fuck? real here. Derek, yeah. I'm going to take a shit on this Xbox. When I <laughs> this is great. I, hey, I live in North Carolina. Can I not get the Duke North Carolina shit on the podcast? I'm sorry. Potentially. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> potentially. Hey, I always like pointing out that the Carrier Dome still holds the AHL, and that's a big deal to me. Attendance record for a regular season AHL game because they had. Um, the fuck do they call it now? Why am I blanking? The Carrier Dome? No, 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 but they called it something like Malice in the Palace. That's not what it was called. Oh, I was about but... to say, oh no. No, 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 no. They just named it a special event. It was just a regular season game, but yeah. they damn near sold out the entire Carrier Dome for a regular season minor league hockey game. Hockey game. Wow. That's bad the fucking ass. So. Was it the There's not a lot to do in Syracuse, New York in the winter. No. No, but <laughs> no, your college, no, your no, college no. has given us some of the greatest athletes in professional sports. So thank you for Donovan McNabb. Thank you for Derek McDonald. Thank you for Taz. So we thank I you for thank you for McNamara. He didn't really make it in the NBA, but he made that March Madness run very magical. So thank you for yes, McNamara. And yes, and, and 
And you're welcome for Kobe Bryant, everybody. Yes. Oh, here we go. Okay. Well, Michael Jordan was born in Brooklyn. Okay. Yo, was he? But he lived in North Carolina with Chris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we thank Chris for Michael Jordan. Yeah. Aha. I wasn't living in North Carolina at the time. (laughs) Just so you know. Damn it. White man took it again. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is from New York. Yes, he is. There you go. Sky hook. I didn't know. Wait, and do- I didn't know. And Dr. Dr. J is born five minutes away from my home. I was going to say J. Roosevelt, Long Island. I was yeah. literally about to say Long Island gave us Dr. J. So you know, Philadelphia. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But you want Roosevelt, Long Island. You want to talk about Roosevelt, Long Island High School, though? Oh, Dr. Dr. Yeah, Dr. J went there. Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy went there. Yeah. Flavor Charlie Flav. Murphy, yeah. yeah, everybody. All, all within like a 10, 15 year period. Chuck D went there. Yeah, Howard Stern went there. Yeah, yeah, go New York. Yeah, he gave me my wife. Yes, (laughs) damn it. And even my Garrett, even my have I talked to you since you got married? No, congratulations, sir. Thank you. Yeah, he looks differently, doesn't he? Chris, now that he's a married man, now I look married and now I look fat and married. (laughs) (laughs) But you looked fat before, so bam. Well, uh, after that amazing uh, uh, um, revelation, hey, Craig, can you take this while I cry in a corner? Sure, Dan. And uh, while we, I currently cry over the present day professional wrestling product, uh, what I don't cry about is how great it used to be uh, back in the day, uh, back when uh, certain dates would stick out in professional wrestling when uh, wrestler to come into a new territory and without any fanfare at all and fans would be uh, just shocked at this new wrestler coming in and uh, with no fanfare and next thing you know they're witnessing a, a future superstar back when uh, before cable TV was uh, the way to go and wave of the future um, wrestling fans had to find out new wrestlers uh, when they go to their local gym, high school gymnasiums coliseums uh, rec centers, all in all 50 states, there was professional wrestling, not sports entertainment, professional wrestling. And in this week, we're going to focus on some very special dates. And this is the Wrestling Historian. Uh, June 17th, 1985. And of all places, Syracuse, New York, Dan. Hmm. Um, very interesting. Special. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Um, wrestling card that took place on uh, that particular show uh june 17 1985 in the world wrestling federation uh iron Sheik and nikolai volkov lost their world tag team championship that they won at that year's inaugural wrestlemania uh they lost it back to the team they beat for it barry windham and mike rotundo ah. uh, became the two-time WWF Tag Team Champions. But on that same card, Dan, was the uh, debut of the Killer Bees. Ah. Jim Brunzel and B. Brian Blair also making his WWF debut um, in a very stunning fashion uh, would be one Mr. Terry Funk. But the biggest debut on that card on that day in professional wrestling history was not only uh, June 17, 1985, was the WWF debut of the Killer Bees, 
and Terry Funk, uh, two, three wrestlers that fans may know and may not know, but also making his WWF debut that day was one macho man, Randy Savage. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, do, I did not know. Well, I was too young to remember. Mm-hmm. Nor was I aware until the old school stuff came out on the original network. And uh, before that, what was it called? WWE 24 seven. Mm-hmm. The big deal that that was made of that man. Yeah. Coming into the company. It was teased for months about this new wrestler coming into the country and what a com- country coming into the company and what a huge deal that was. And going back and watching Watching it retrospectively and especially after his death, unfortunate death, mm-hmm. um, well, that is, was a, is is amazing to me. It is amazing, and that was the first time, Dan. I heard the term; it's thrown around a lot these days. But that was the first time that I heard the term "free agent" when free Randy agent, yes. Savage debuted in the WWF. He was called the hottest free agent. It's by Vince McMahon using those words. And every time Randy Savage wrestled on TV, all of the managers, Bobby Heenan, Lou Albano, Mr. Fuji, Johnny Valiant, Freddie Blassie, Jimmy Hart, all came to ringside to watch Randy Savage wrestling because they were all vying to manage him. And that had never been done for any wrestler to have all the managers come out to watch his matches. And every week, a new the Randy Savage would be beating up some jobber, but then there would be Freddie Blassie and Jimmy Hart standing next to each other. There would be Bobby Heenan talking to Mr. Fuji about this wrestler, and they all wanted to. So that was the first time I heard the name free agent. Now, when somebody comes debuts on AEW or WWE, this is the hottest free agent in sports entertainment, the hottest free agent in wrestling, and here he is. Which they're all the hottest free agent ever in wrestling. The last time I heard it was when AJ Styles debuted in the WWE in the Royal And that was true. That was true. AJ Styles did not have a, uh, a, uh, was in limbo, wasn't on in either company. He just left TNA and debuted. But the debut of Randy Savage was June 17th, 1985. Uh, June 17th, 1996, staying on that date. Uh, in uh, Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee, uh, the team of Brickhouse Brown, WWE Legacy Hall of Famer, and Reggie Bing, B. Bing. The team of Brickhouse Brown and Reggie B. Fine lost the USWA Tag Team Championship to the team of Bart Sawyer and Flex Cavana. <laughs> Young Rob. Yeah. Won his first championship ever, June seventeenth, nineteen ninety six, and as we know, uh, if you've been watching uh, the uh, TV show uh, Young Rock on NBC, and judging by the audience, you haven't. Um, he talked about his um, his wrestling in in uh, in Tennessee, and uh, in June of nineteen ninety six, he was wrestling. And he was sent to USWA to get some fine tuning under uh, the eye of Jerry Lawler and um, Pat Patterson. And uh, he picked the name Flex Cavana. And uh, he won his first title ever in professional wrestling, June 17th, 1996. 
Unreal. Unreal. And the rest, they say, is history. He came out at the Royal Rumble all happy and goofy and sparkly, and people were like, I hate this mother effer. <laughs> and who knew? That he would go on to be an actor that Dan doesn't like. I didn't say that at all. Yes, I would. Yes, I'm just saying, uh, we were just saying that if we watch rock movies, when Dan sees rock in certain scenes, he just says he would do it better. That's all. I didn't say that either. I would, I, but I, I didn't I, say that either. Okay. Like, I don't know why he would play the scene like that. That's Dan. not what I said. I said, I said, I wouldn't have said the line like that, huh? I, w- I would have done it better. Not, I didn't say, God damn it. <laughs> But anyway, yes, the rest is history. Um, Rock Flex got his uh, first title June 17th, 1996. Son of a bitch, Craig. And the rest of it, and now he's Black Adam. Uh, June 18th, a uh, big day. Um, Would have been, um, I'm sorry, 1983, June 18th, 1983. Uh, Jack and Jerry Briscoe defeated uh, Ricky Steamboat and Jerry and Joe J. Youngblood for the NWA Tag Team Championship. Um, Briscoe had just turned heel and it would start this epic feud with uh Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood that would culminate in the very first arcade. But they won it June 18th, 1983, and would hold the belt for another five months. And the hottest feud in professional wrestling with any tag team this is before rock and roll in the midnight. Um, but the, the Briscoes and Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood. YouTube that, folks. That's your homework. Tag team specialists and their uh, their match at Starcade was one of the greatest tag team matches Amazing. of all time before Rock and Roll and Midnight. But absolutely Rock Amazing. and Roll and Midnight, the Briscoes versus Steamboat and Youngblood, epic tag team combination. Uh, stellar. stellar, stellar, exactly. And also uh, June eighteenth would have been the seventy sixth birthday. Of Frank the Hammer Goodish, who also known as Bruiser Brody, Bruiser Brody, and we are not going to talk about it. No. Uh, but let me just say, you know, of all the bad things Vince has done, he didn't have a dude murdered in the shower. No, no, and <laughs> they're in the Hall of Fame. Uh, no, and we, I, I would have liked to have seen. Uh, Bruiser Brody with all that hair and all of it be gray. That's what I would like to see. Like to see yes, I would have liked to see. A gray-haired uh, Bruiser Brody, but happy 76th birthday to Frank the Hammer Goodish. Damn it. Uh, June 19th uh, would have been the 84th birthday of another tough guy, Mr. Ed Wahoo McDaniel. Um, one of the great Native American wrestlers. Um, hell of a chop. Um and one of the earlier football players turned wrestler that was actually a, a pretty good football player when he turned uh, wrestler. Um, also, June 19th, Pat Patterson would defeat Ted DiBiase for the WWF North American Championship. Uh, that would be key because uh, Pat Patterson would then take that same belt and rename it the Intercontinental Heavyweight title. But, oh, I thought it was a, uh, a tournament in uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, oddly enough, it was a tournament in Rio de Janeiro that Pat Patterson won. But it was Rio de Janeiro, exact, not Puerto Rico. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, but it was the exact same belt that he won from Ted DiBiase that he called the Intercontinental Championship. Wow. But he won that June 19th, 1979. 
Uh, June 20th, interesting um, title change between two uh, wrestlers. Um, June 20th, 1986, in Stampede in Calgary, Alberta, ah. Canada. The Stampede North American Heavyweight Championship changed hands, Dan, when Wayne Ferris defeated Bad News Allen for the Stampede North American Heavyweight Championship. Jesus. Wow. One year later, these two men would be wrestling for another company under the names Bad News Brown and the Honky Tonk Man. What a difference a year makes. Before, uh, I always like pointing this out because I'm not the biggest Honky Tonk Man fan. Uh, But before he was a goofball, he was an accomplice. He was badass. He was a badass wrestler. He was a really good wrestler. As one half of the Blonde Bombers with Larry Latham, who would go on to be Moondog Spot, they were maybe the, the number one heel team in Memphis for a long time as the Blonde Bombers, managed by Sergeant Danny Davis. But yeah, Larry Latham and Wayne Ferris were no joke. And Wayne Ferris was a tough guy, both as a tag team and as singles. And uh, in singles competition, in, in Stampede, where he was a great singles wrestler, he only wrestled in tag teams when he was in Memphis with Larry Latham as the Blonde Bombers. But in Stampede, under the auspices of Stu Hart, um, where he got his big, his first singles push, he defeated Bad News Allen for the Stampede North American Heavyweight Championship. And Stampede responsible for a number of great talents in the WWF, namely the Hawking Hawk Man, Bad News Brown, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, um, Junkyard Dog, got his start in Calgary as Big Daddy Ritter. Uh, and, of course, those Canadian wrestlers that were actually born there did pretty well. Um, Bret Hart, Owen, Dynamite Kid, Davy Boy. Uh, so, yeah, Stampede Rob Wrestling. Rob Peewees. Yeah. Well, the Sheep Herders. Sheep Herders, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Nobody's. Uh, yeah. I don't know what happened to those guys, but yes, Calgary, the Stampede uh, territory, uh, known for great wrestlers. And before they were stars, they should rename the Stampede Wrestling Organization because so many great wrestlers got their start there, got their big break. And one of them was Wayne Ferris, who defeated Bad News Allen for the North American Championship. Which brings us to today in wrestling history. Dan, we talked about him. Uh, last week on last week's edition of uh, a wrestling historian, we mentioned the um, was the anniversary of the death of my favorite wrestler, Dusty Rhodes. Well, it was on this date, 41 years ago today, that one that self-same Dusty Rhodes would defeat Harley Race for his second NWA Heavyweight Championship in the Omni in Atlanta. Defeated race with a flying body press of all things, uh, and uh, this would be Dusty's uh, uh, of his three NWA World Championship reigns. This will be the longest one. He would hold the belt from uh, this day, June twenty first, until September, when he would lose it to an upstart. But um, today in wrestling history, this day belonged to Dusty Rhodes, where he once again became the NWA Heavyweight Championship. A wrestling a heavyweight champion. He, didn't champion. Become, he, he became didn't become the champion. He morphed into a title belt. 
Well, he was so Yes, big. that's right. I am now around the waist of every man and every woman that wins the championship, Daddy. If you will, I am a title bill. Yeah, we told the story last week about Brutus Clay. Uh, when given the Funkasaurus gimmick, did not want to dance. And he, how he was talked into it by Dusty. I didn't elaborate on how much Brutus Clay didn't want to do this. And Dusty just talked to him and told him about how he was given polka dots and how he made it work. And he just said to him, brother, just get, you know what, just, just get loose with me, baby. Just get loose. Just, just relax for a little bit. And next thing you know, Dusty is just, just move, just move a little bit. Just, just, just move, just a little bit, just a little bit. And Brodus Clay tells the story. Next thing I know, he hears this guy smiling. He's dancing. Next thing you know, I'm dancing. And next thing you know, I'm the Funkasaurus. And he said, I wasn't even alive during Dusty's heyday, but I can imagine people paying ungodly sums of money to see this man, to pay to see whatever he's going to do. Because he, he just, he's here this man is wearing a suit. He just came out of a meeting. And next thing you know, he's smiling and he's dancing. And I couldn't help myself. I was just drawn in by the power of the dream. And that's who he was, and that's what he had. And, you know, I make a big deal out of Dusty winning the NWA championship, a dream that he had chased. But Dusty got so big that he didn't need a belt. But in the end, they gave it to him because that would hurt business if he kept going for it and didn't win it. It was the same uh, type of mentality they had for Jerry Lawler for so many years uh, in Memphis. He was so over that he didn't need a belt. But after a while... People are going to start showing up because, oh, Jerry Lawler's got a title shot. Well, we know he ain't going to win, so he'll be a great match. But, you know, in the end, he'll come up short. Well, Dusty did not come up short. Regained about two years after his first reign of only five days this year. This time, vowing to hold it a lot longer than five days, and he did. Because on June 21st, 1981, Dusty Rhodes would begin his second and longest world title reign and influenced a generation and generations of wrestlers all the way up to a Brodus Clay. And you have him to blame to, for that. <laughs> I was going to say, it's his fault that we're stuck with Brodus Clay and he's not alive to take that uh, blame. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to close before you close this out, just say, I, I, Dusty Rose could probably talk me into anything. Yeah. Within reason. Dusty Rhodes is a living embodiment of a guy that can talk bums in seats. And that's why he was my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, and that, gentlemen and ladies, is a wrestling historian. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at Craig Lagans, C-R-A-I-G-L-I-G-E-O-N-S. You can follow me on all social media platforms, Twitter included. At DanLaw83, if you go to your podcast app on your phone or your tablet or smart device, whatever it is, type in the HIAC Talk Radio Network, subscribe, listen to all the shows, be greatly appreciated. If you're listening and you want to see us on video, you can watch us live Tuesdays at 8, eight between 8, 8, 30. Depends on how much we talk on said stadium journey when we're live. Or if you go to YouTube right now, youtube.com slash DanLaw83. The new highlight video there featuring Dean and Omega Squad and Derek uh, from our 10 year anniversary and more. And of course, 
yours truly, Craig Legrands, and yours even trulier. <laughs> trulier. Dan Kalachico, the other guy. For Craig, for Derek, for Chris, and for me. Keep it on the paper. <laughs>